to Christchurch Cathedral in Oxford. We're delighted to have you with us for this act of worship. In this strangest of times in which we remember those we have lost and those who grieve, and also as we prepare in this Passion Tide to celebrate the passionate love of God for each one of us. Our service today is led by Canon Sarah Foote, the Regis Professor of Ecclesiastical History, and we're delighted that our blessing will be given by our Bishop, Bishop Stephen Croft. Welcome, in the name of Christ, God's grace, mercy, and peace be with you. And also with you. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let us then show our love for him by confessing our sins in penitence and faith. 
God of mercy, we acknowledge that we are all sinners. We turn from the wrong that we have thought and said and done and are mindful of all that we have failed to do. For the sake of Jesus who died for us, forgive us for all that is past and help us to live each day in the light of Christ our Lord. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As the whispers of spring are beginning to be heard, and the daffodils and snowdrops are rising through the earth, I've been reflecting on the journey we've all undertaken since this time last year. I began lockdown last spring studying for A-level exams which would eventually be cancelled and I'm now halfway through the first year of my degree. What a year it has been. I remember the concerns lockdown caused within my own family vividly as we worried about the well-being of my older relatives. A few days prior to its announcement, my grandma's visits to see my granddad in hospital were forced to end. Just a number of weeks after this, both of my grandparents passed away within days of each other. And despite everyone's insistence that they were together now, or it was what they would have wanted, the darkness which descended around me seemed impenetrable, and for many months I felt it to be so. The perceived unfairness of the situation meant my healing process was long and difficult. In fact, I don't think it truly began until my college chapel's first Compline service of the year in October. Perhaps it was the flickering candlelight, the lavender incense, or the whispered ancient prayers which delivered me to my faith. Spiritually, I had never felt stronger. As I approach Easter this year, I will be reflecting on the losses my family and I have faced as we approach the one year anniversary of my grandparents' passing. However, I will also reflect on the joys which the future will bring. The promise of vaccinations and brighter days will offset the pain of limited university experiences a restricted time with loved ones. On reflection, my spiritual journey has shown me that with faith comes hope, and with this comes strength. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. This is the word of the Lord. Psalm 51, verses 1 to 3 and 7 to 13. Have mercy on me, O God, in your great goodness. According to the abundance of your compassion, blot out my offences. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. 
for I acknowledge my faults, and my sin is ever before me. Behold, you desire truth deep within me, and shall make me understand wisdom in the depths of my heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear of joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Turn your face from my sins, and blot out all my misdeeds. Make me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me again the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your gracious spirit. reading from the Gospel according to John. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. 
Philip went and told Andrew. Then Philip and Andrew went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it in eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honour. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. This is the word of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our salvation. Amen. This time last year we were hurtled into a kind of life we had never imagined. Those of us with school-aged children suddenly found ourselves teaching them at home. Those of us who normally go out to work suddenly found ourselves trying to learn how to work from home with our flatmates or our partners or our children or our parents doing the same in our space. Those of us who go to church suddenly found ourselves unable to even enter the building. And for some of us it's been still more challenging through shielding, or furlough, or illness, or risky work. And alongside all these changes came, of course, a new vocabulary. Key worker, bubble, self-isolation, Zoom. In the face of all this, is it any wonder that we feel adrift? And it's from that sense of adriftness, however it has been for us, however it's manifested in the last year, that I invite you to hear again the gospel message, the words of Jesus, which Carol has read to us. I invite you to enter the story in your mind's eye, to imagine that you're there, there in Jerusalem for the festival, a foreigner, You've come a long way, 
and you're trying to get someone's attention. Sir, you call. Someone had pointed him out to you as you'd arrived, one of the men closest to the centre of the crowd. That's Philip, they'd said. He speaks your language. He's the one you want. So you'd waited. Waited and waited as the sun grew hotter and the crowds louder, as the festival preparations around you intensified. It's weird to be in a crowd again. After the long journey, the long winter, after all that had happened, after the pain, after you shudder and stop your thought before it begins, it will be all right if you can just see Jesus. Sir, you try again, sir, and Philip turns, looking quizzical. You'd had a speech prepared, but now you're so close, it's gone. Sir, you say helplessly, sir, we, we want to see Jesus. And he's gone, off speaking to another from the knot of disciples around the centre. You see them whispering, pushing their way through, and then you see him. Jesus, standing up and speaking to the disciples around him. Standing up and speaking to the crowd. He's speaking Aramaic, but as you listen, suddenly he's speaking to you. You hear every word and understand it, as if it's in your own mother tongue. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. You shiver again. You remember the long journey, the long winter, the fear, the pain, the grief, the adriftness. And in that adriftness, you see Jesus, and Jesus sees you. And in the warmth of his voice and his gaze, you hear the promise that winter, fear, even death, are not the ultimate reality. For you have seen Jesus, and everything has changed. It's not all all right, but it's different. It's better. There is something about Jesus' promise that will stay. Something about him has given you hope. Even when, a few days later, he's dragged out to be killed, his promise stays. If it dies, it bears much fruit. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all peoples to myself. And his words of love fill you with hope. For he will rise. Amen. Let us declare our faith in God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, 
and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Teresa. Hi, I'm Giovanna. Hi, I'm Duda. So I'm going to tell you the story of well, about my life of God. So one day I was stuck in my mass and I put my head down on the table thinking how to solve it. Then I seen a, a figure of it and I thought it was a God. And I, I seen my auntie, Mary, who passed away, which I really do miss. So, so when I see God, um, I I was shocked. I didn't wake up till he went, and that's the end of my story. Did it help you, Marisa? It did help me figure out my other part of math as well. Um, I'm gonna tell you the story of how God spoke to me. I was reading, I'm pretty sure, chapter one of Genesis. And when I was reading this particular verse, um, it was like a video of me, it was me talking in front of hundreds of people and sp explaining to them how and why we need to change the world. And that's the end of my story. Um, I'm gonna tell you how God helped me through this difficult pandemic. So, um. I'm at home and when we were in the lockdown, I'm at home and sometimes I feel really lonely and I'm an only child so I can also be bored a lot and feel kind of sometimes depressed that you don't have a lot of, you're not getting the full experience of 2020 and 2021 that you expected to have. And sometimes I think to myself, how would 2020 be if none of this happened? Like, we will never know because it did happen. And some of it was good. We got to reflect a lot on how God can help us, but some of it really hurt mental health and stuff. So, yeah. How did God help you through that? God really, he explained to me and through dreams I've, he explained to me how I can go through this and he said, well, to me in my heart, he said to me, like, I can just try my hardest that this will end one day. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. Almighty Father, you promised for your Son, Jesus Christ, that you would hear us when we pray in faith. Strengthen your church in the service of Christ, that united in your truth, we may live together in your love and reveal your glory in the world. In these troublesome times, may we find solace and comfort in you. Washed in the redemptive blood of our Saviour Jesus Christ, may we serve others, live peacefully and bring light to the world. In you, Lord, is our trust. Bless and guide Elizabeth our Queen, her ministers and all who serve in her name. Give wisdom to all in authority 
and direct this and every nation in the ways of justice and of peace. That we may honour one another and serve the common good. Grant us courage to stand up for our convictions. Grant us the wisdom to see for our own vain glory. Grant us the humility to know that truth is granted by you. And grant us hope that better days are yet to come. In you, Lord, is our trust. Holy Father, bless this planet. For our environment, grant us the necessary strength to change the world and the environment for the better. For those denied the necessary health care, education and sustenance, may your Holy Spirit strengthen the downtrodden and the forgotten. For those who feel abandoned and alone, and for those who have strayed from your flock and know not which to turn. For you, Lord, is our trust. Hear us as we remember those who have died in the faith of Christ. According to your promises, grant us with them a share in your eternal kingdom. On this, the anniversary of our first lockdown, let us give a moment of silence to all those who have suffered, all those who have been disoriented, and all those who have passed into eternal repose. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation because in you, Lord, is our trust.
We offer to Almighty God all those whom we have loved and lost, especially those who have died over the last year. You might like, either now or later, to light a candle as a visual symbol of your prayers for them rising to heaven. Alternatively, you might want to write their names down as a sign that they continue to be held both in your love and in the arms of God. Trusting in God's compassion and love, let us pray. Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross, we may triumph in the power of his victory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In the words that our Saviour has given us, let us pray.
Christ crucified draw you to himself, to find in him a sure ground for faith, a firm support for hope, and the assurance of sins forgiven, and the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you now and always. Amen. Thank you.